I'm Jazz. What's up, y'all? I'm Jay. And this is the SALT Podcast, saved and living transparent. We're just millennial Christians trying to navigate life while also trying to live right. Here we get real yet righteous about culture, current events, and the church. As believers, we are called to be the salt of the earth, so we're here to give this world just a little bit of flavor. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Salt Podcast, Saved and Living Transparent. Um, guys, it's been a, a trying couple of weeks once again, but we're still here. Yes, we're thank still God. Here. We thank God, we thank God. Um, we got a good, we got a good episode planned for you guys. So, um, Jayla, tell us what you've been up to. And I feel like I almost don't want to ask you this because I know you're going to tell me the same stuff you've been telling me, but <laughs> tell, tell the people what you've been up to, girl, what's been going on. What has God been doing for you lately? So, uh, right now I am live from Nashville. I have officially moved claps. Thank God. Um, so I'm in my new, uh, apartment up here in Nashville um classes of course are still still going good I um I do like um the difference I'm experiencing going to like a larger PWI to a smaller HBCU um I like that the this is kind of off topic but I do really enjoy like the classes are more smaller so it's more intimate the accessibility of professors um again when you're in a class of two plus hundred or something whatever it's a little bit harder. So I really right. like that. I really do. Um, so I'm enjoying my classes. I'm enjoying what I'm studying. Um, so just keep me in your prayers, y'all. Um, that God will carry me through this master's program. Um, and God just been good. I mean, I'm in my spot, you know, um, you know, my house is, is coming together, you know, just trying to buy a little day, uh, decor here and there, <laughs> you know, really make it homey. <laughs> But I'm just so grateful and blessed to be here. And I just want to thank you, Jazz, and all of my family and friends for their love and support, uh, whether it be uh, prayers or financial blessings or just encouragement. I really, really do appreciate that. And thank you, Jazz, and your mom, your family, um, for blessing me and what you've done for me. Um, but I just really appreciate just the love and support. And it's very overwhelming. I mean, um, from my parents to my brothers, you know, my, you know, grandparent people praying, even if you didn't give me nothing, I mean, you praying for me, you saying I'm proud of you. I, that goes a long way for me personally. And so I just want to thank everybody uh, that's reached out and, and, and done anything in any way to support me. So thank y'all. Um, enough about me. What's up with you? <laughs> well, you know, we're always here to support and do anything we can to, to make sure you succeed. And, you know, I'm always in your corner. Um, I believe you have a good, a great circle around you. So that's great. Um, but me, same, you know, same old, same old. I've been really tried the last couple of weeks just to be transparent on here, but God is still good. Um, I got a word here recently and I'm just trying to trust, just trust God and, and lean on him for, for everything that I need, because I know a lot of people can't attest to this, but you know, God will never fail you like people can. And he will always be there to just pick up the pieces, you know, sometimes when life will hit you with different things. And I just thank, I just thank him for that. I'm grateful. Um, still working my new job. Um, I praise God for that. Um, but I had, I had a, I'm gonna tell this, this quick story real quick. I had a girl come in my office the other day to get advised. And of course she's a black girl, young black girl. 
and she had a lot going for herself and I was just trying to help her and make sure we got her um her classes situated for the spring and we got done with all of that and she was just talking to me you could tell like she was so comfortable just being in the office with me and it just gave me um like confirmation to know like I'm doing something that God is really shining his face on and this is something that I'm supposed to be doing so I thank God for that and she was just, you know, just telling me, thank you so much for taking your time with me and and really showing that you care and not rushing through the appointment. And I just thank God for that because I really was trying to help her, y'all. Like, you know, I'm still getting adjusted, but I talked to her for about an hour and I feel like everybody deserves, you know, some of your attention and and um, they demand that, you know, as as young students. And so I just thank God for the opportunity. I really do. Um, but God is good. So let's recap. Let's hop into a recap from our last episode. Uh, we know it's been a couple of weeks, uh, well, more than a couple, but let's talk about it. So our last episode was called being black and excellent. All right. Being black and excellent. So basically what me and Jayla talked about was, you know, we talked about our, the way we grew up and how we grew up in different racial environments. And if we grew up in majority white schools, majority black, if it was mixed, both me and Jayla talked about that. Um, she grew up in majority white schools for the most part. I grew up in, um, I was around white people, around black people some of the time, but we just talked about how God was intentional with that and that we weren't just going to certain schools just to go to them. It kind of helped us prepare us for, it kind of helped to prepare us for, you know, real life and being young black professionals and entrepreneurs and you know whatever else that we want to do um and also it showed us and we talked about this know your worth and your value as young black people period that's if you go to school go to college if you are you know <clears throat> excuse me going to get a trade um you're a nurse you're a doctor a lawyer um you drive trucks for a living anything that you like to do if you start a new business if you're an entrepreneur um know your worth know your value and God made us black for a reason. We have that, you know, our culture is unmatched. Everybody knows that, you know, don't let anybody try to play you because of the, the color of your skin and where you come from, your culture, you know, stand 10 toes down on it. God made us this way for a reason. He's an intentional God. He doesn't do anything haphazardly. So stand 10 toes down and know that I was made and created for his purpose and his will. So just know that um, and present your best self to the world, you know, bring bl black excellence to the table. So that's what we talked about. But today we have a great discussion coming up. So please stay tuned for that. Y'all, today's topic is catfish Christians. So <laughs> I know, I mean, most of us, in the younger generation, millennials are familiar with the term catfish for my seasoned saints, though. Let's get into it. Let's give a definition. So a catfish is someone who assumes a false identity. Now, this is often on the Internet using like various platforms. So like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. And so they're essentially um, claiming to be someone they are not false identity. And so that's what a catfish is. Okay, side note, Jazz, have you ever been uh, catfished on the internet? <laughs> no, not that I, not I, that I can think of. Um, have you been a catfish? <laughs> girl, I've, 
<laughs> Absolutely not. I don't do stuff like that, y'all. Like, literally, I have no time to do that. Um, even when I was younger, I didn't have time to do that. But, um, no, I have not been a catfish. And, no, nobody else has tried to catfish me. I think most of the most of the people that have tried to talk to me have been who they say they were. But they were kind of not who they said they were in terms of character and spirituality, if that makes sense. Mm. Mm. Well, also, I know I have never been catfish, nor have I had to be a catfish, y'all. I ain't never been a catfish. Even, I'm sorry, this is a side note, but sometimes I've known people to, like, create fake accounts if they think their boyfriend cheating on them or ain't oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've what you're talking about. anything like that either. <laughs> I hope y'all haven't even our audience, please. Um, that's unnecessary. <laughs> um, but anyway, so what you touched on is important about character. So like I said, it's creating this false identity. And oftentimes as Christians, we can do or um, can be a catfish through everyday actions and words um, because they can be deceptive or shallow. Um, so this can mean, okay, you see me going to church or whatever. I put on my Snapchat, I'm going to church, but just the day before I'm in the club smoking a hookah and, and getting drunk. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's creating this false pretense that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, in church, I'm a, I'm a good person, da, 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 da. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? Your actions are saying otherwise, or it's a misrepresentation of the kingdom. And that's what the, the problem lies. And so when we say catfish Christian, that term, we're talking about, and, and not to say that we are not guilty ourselves. I'm not going to lie. In mm. college, I mean, you definitely could catch my Snapchat. I'm, I'm at a at this party. And then the next day, oh, you see me at church. I ain't going to lie. I definitely did that. I, so I'm not speaking on something as if mm-hmm. I've never done it. You know what I'm saying? Right. We transparent here. So I have been there. I have done it. And I may, you know, do it again. And, you know, never say, you know, what you will or won't do. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? that It's just the recognition of that, that that's catfishing. You want to act like you holier than thou or, oh, well. And, and, and even to that, we also minimize and maximize sins. Well, I don't smoke weed, but I may drink, you know what I'm saying? I may get a little drunk, but at least I ain't smoking weed. Or, you know, I'm not doing this. You know, I may do that, but, you know, that's not as bad as this. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, you know, we as as people tend to minimize and maximize sins and think, oh, well, at least I go to church and do this and that. And so that makes me, you know, better or holier than now. And that's not what it's about. And so oftentimes people, I feel like, can fool you even within the church. (laughs) Um, And I mean, like, I mean, that's that's a topic. But for example, like, if you grew up in church, you know, the narrative or the character type, I think is a better word of like the musician, um, like the cute drummer that <laughs> everybody, you know, hey, everybody he probably tried to talk to everybody like he probably mm-hmm. maybe tried to talk to a lot of girls in the church. Um, but he's just in church. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be funny, but some half the time, sometimes the musicians be the main one leave as soon as the preacher get it. <laughs> Once they done you know, playing the instrument, they leave as soon as the, the word comes. Right, right. I, I'm speaking from experience because this was a problem at my church. I've seen it. Um, and so, you know, I'm just talking about, you know, presenting again this this narrative, like at least I'm in church. Like, have you ever met somebody like that, Jazz? Like where they just <laughs> as I sigh. 
Um, Girl. Well, I'll tell y'all about this quick little um, story. I'm going to make it brief, I promise. Um, but when I was in college, I was talking to a guy, and some of the listeners may know about this that know me personally. And I don't, again, we're transparent 100% on here. So <clears throat> I'm not ashamed to tell this story. But me and this guy was talking when I was in college, and he was a pastor. He was a preacher, and um, I wasn't. I'm. Ne I've never been one of those type of girls to want to date a pastor or a preacher. Never been like that a day in my life. Of course, I've told y'all my dad was a preacher and a minister, so I mean I was used to that, but I wasn't trying to beat with nobody. It just kind of happened. But anyways, we both went to the same school. Um, went to Montevallo, and he pastored a church, and he was nice. I mean he. Obviously, he reached out to me, wanted to talk to me. Now, this wasn't through social media, but we got to know each other, you know, personally and, you know, face to face. And so nice guy treated me well. Um, he would come to my basketball games, you know, show me support, all of that good stuff. But at the end of the day, his fruit really revealed itself um, the longer and longer we talked. So what I mean by that is I wasn't the only girl he was talking to. Now, granted. And my mom has been the person to teach me this over the years. But he never asked me to be his girlfriend. And I wasn't one of those type of girls to, like, really pressure him or anything like that. Because we were in college. But we weren't together. He wasn't my boyfriend. Um, So he could really talk to whoever he wanted. But I've, I've learned that a lot of, I hate to say this, but a lot of men, especially preachers, they try to play different girls because they know they have that title and they know they have a lot going for themselves and they know it's not a lot, whole lot of men in church, if that makes sense. So he kind of used that to his advantage. I never got hurt, hurt over it, but I was, you know, your feelings going to be a little bit hurt when you find out that he's been talking to somebody else the whole time. And I mean, we talked all the time. We hung out, you know, pretty much, if not every day, every other day. And I found out he was talking to another girl. That was from his hometown. And he was pretty much with this girl as well. Like, it was almost if they was with each other but didn't have a title. And so I learned from then on that just because they're in church, and like I said again, I'm not, I wasn't naive thinking like, oh, he a preacher. This this is all I want. No, that's that's not what I want. And if some of y'all are out there like that, please go to God and pray and, and seek the Lord because that's probably... I'm just saying, that's probably not what you want. I mean, a lot of us women are not trying to be first ladies of a church or co-pastors. If you led to do that, then you led to do that. But anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. But I had to learn that from him that, you know, he's still a guy at the end of the day. You know, he still was kind of operating in the flesh in certain ways. And this doesn't take away from his ministry. He's married now. Um, I, I wish them the absolute best. And he's a he's a great person. We became friends over the years, so he's not a bad person at all. But I noticed from that situation, it just taught me that just because they're a preacher, just because they go to church all the time does not mean that they're going to bear good fruit and that, um, I don't know, they're going to stick to just one woman because they men. You know what I'm saying? They straight, you know. If they straight, they won't, you know, not just one woman, but a few at, at one time, especially if they got that position. And they know that they, you know, I know God and I preach the word and I'm doing what's right. So I'm I'm a catch. So, but that's my two cents on that. Yeah. And I think, I think even in some ways, I, I mean, on the flip side of that, I feel like I've, I've been a catfish Christian. I feel like 
I'd be like, oh yeah, you know, my dad's a preacher and yeah, I go to church. But like I said, you can catch me, not to say I was just out outside, outside, like I wasn't wilding, but I mean, I did go to parties. I, I would drink at one point, like I said, I would smoke. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I have been there, you know, saying one thing, but doing another type of thing. And what that ultimately is, that's, that's being, you know what I'm saying? Lukewarm for God. And that, that's not what you want. You don't want to be one foot in, one foot out. And so what many times we think is we fooling another person, we fooling, you know, put a potential lover or we fooling uh, the church community or we fooling, you know, our parents, whatever. But at the heart of it, you really, you really fooling yourself because you think you're fooling God. And the thing about God is God knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He knows everything. He really does. And so you can think you, you playing people, but really you playing yourself because you trying to play God. Mm-hmm. And so first Samuel 16, um, chapter 16, verse seven, and I'm looking at the B part of the verse. It says, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. And this is the NIV translation. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so he knows our heart. He knows us. And so when I say, you know, you can try to catfish God, because I, like I said, you can't fool him. He knows. But ways in which you can try to catfish God is, if, um, you know, you claim to have a relationship with God, you, yet you flirting with the world, you know what I'm saying? One foot in, one foot out. Like I said, you go to church on Sunday, but just that night before you was halfway drunk getting carried out the club. Um, <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying? You portray yourself as a Christian, but at the same time, you engage in, in behaviors that, that, you know, undermine your stance. It's going to make people question, okay, she says she a Christian, but she cussing this person out, like, you know, is that okay? Is that what Christians, Christians just cuss folks out, but still love the Lord? No. Or, you know what I'm saying? You could profess to love God and, and say you trust him and love him, but then be in fear, be in doubt, that's not so having faith. Yes. That's another, that's, that's another form of catfishing God, you know what I'm saying? Or trying to. And so, like I said, you cannot be a lukewarm Christian. And that means, again, having one foot in, one foot out. Okay, yeah, I, I, I say I'm a Christian, I'm saying this, but your actions and your heart, your behavior is saying otherwise. And so Revelations 3.15, um, well, 15 through 16 uh, says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold or hot. I wish you were either one or the other. This is the NIV translation. Verse 16, so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. God don't want no lukewarm Christian. Mm-mm. You need to be hot on fire for Jesus. What they said, um, <laughs> like a fire shut up in my bones. Shut up in my bones. <laughs> you need to be on like fire. Like Jeremiah. Yeah. yeah. Or be cold. Like, I mean, choose ye this day who you will serve. Right. You got to, you, if you're not serving God, guess what? You're serving the enemy. Right. It's only one or the other. You not, there's no in between with God. I think that's it's, a good point. I think that I'm so sorry to cut you off, but I think that's no, a good ahead. point because a lot of times we're faced with so many different decisions and um, presented with so many different alternatives than what God wants us to do. Those, those alternate paths. And it's so easy to be like, okay, yes, I'm going there instead of just being diligent, being obedient and seeking God and be like, okay, God, I'm going to obey you and stay on this, on this track. But it's hard y'all. And I'm going to be, I'm going to be the first one to say it. And I know Jayla has already said this. We've been to college right? We're young adults living. Jayla's, you know, living her best life in Nashville by herself, being a young adult. 
Um, I'm still here in Birmingham. We both get, you know, you get tried and you get tested. And we are not perfect. We're not trying to come off that way. But you got to keep God first. And by keeping God first, you're able to fend off the enemy when he tries to present those things to you that don't seem quite right. Or they may seem right, right to you at that moment, but you're being led by your flesh and not by your spirit, man. Right. So it's very important to just, again, have that relationship with God. We're going to be, you know, repeating this sentiment throughout all of our episodes because we're all we have that same foundation. Have, build a relationship with God. Trust him and obey him because he knows he knows what's right and what's best for us. Right. He doesn't want us to be lukewarm because, number one. A lot of people don't know this, but, and I had to learn this personally, you're forfeiting the right for God to bless you when you're just straddling the fence and you're not going one way or the other. And then not only that, you're hurting yourself, but you're hurting others. I'm telling you this because I know it for myself. You're hurting others because people are going to see a light in you and they're going to be like, okay, something's different about Jayla. Something's different about Jasmine. And then as soon as they see you pop off, y'all, I remember it like it was yesterday. And I'm glad the Holy Spirit just brought this back to my mind. I started saying some cuss words one day. It was after a a basketball game. I didn't cuss anybody out, but I was frustrated over what somebody did. I think it was one of our athletic trainers or something. And I was saying some cuss words. Literally, y'all, like, everybody was, like, laughing and joking. But, like, they had never seen me like that. So it was almost embarrassing because... I had never done nothing like that. I don't talk like that. So they laughing, but they was like, oh my gosh, what's going on with Jasmine? Like, what's going on with her? Like, it's a bad misrepresentation. It's a a misrepresentation of God. And at the end of the day, what we stand for on on this podcast is that we need to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We need to add flavor. We need to be the light in every situation that we are presented with. Yes, because you, you never know who's, like Jasmine said, you never know who's watching you. You never know if you're, you're that door that gets them turned on to God. But when they see you acting just how the world acting, they can be like, well, what's the point? You know what I'm saying? What's the, what's the benefit? If, if you can't keep your cool in a situation of, of heat or anger or passion and you cussing or get mad, um, you know, why, you know what, what's the difference between you know, being a Christian and not? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like she said, we are called to be ambassadors. And so when you're when you're doing that, you're you're misrepresenting Christ and the kingdom. And and you have to remember at all times you are representing Christ. As a Christian people, like she said, will see a light upon you. They they will see a difference. And so your every move is important. And with that, like she said, you don't know whose destiny is tied to yours. You right. you never know you know, what move you make, what thing you do or choose not to do that is tied to someone else's death. Like people's destiny is tied to your obedience. So if you're not yielding to the spirit and instead yielding to the flesh, mm-hmm. you're messing with someone else's life, someone else's blessing, someone else's uh, uh, path. Mm-hmm. So that's what you have to be cognizant of and pay pay attention to. Um, and, and just know that, I mean, because like I said, you're you're an ambassador. So make sure you're representing the kingdom well at all times. Make sure, you know, what you're saying, you're not just, you know, providing lip service. You're not just quoting scriptures or toting the Bible, but that your words are lining up with your behavior. It makes no sense. And this is a side note, but it makes no sense to be in church every day. But yet you got a nasty attitude and you're mean to people. I can't stand it. Mm. (laughs) That, that, 
that doesn't add up. And I I've met people like it. that in church that are just too. mean and spiteful. And I mean, obviously hurt people, hurt people. I always heard that, mm-hmm. but, but it, I mean, it's ridiculous. Get help, <laughs> but <laughs> get you some help. No, honestly, because some people, why waste all of your time going to Bible study, going to church on Sundays, going to all these different programs at church, and you still gonna be the same way as if you don't go to church. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. You could be, if that was the case, you could just be at home. You could be doing anything else on Sundays instead of going to the house of the Lord. Like, let there be a difference. Let it be a difference. And then let's transition into talking about, um, and I brought this example up earlier, when we're dating, I know we had our, you know, our discussions on dating. When you're dating, y'all, and I know it's a lot of um, young women, like, will be in church more so than a, a man would, you know, most most of the time. And I know it's not a whole lot to choose from, but don't settle. Please don't. Just because they're a musician, just because they're a preacher, a minister, a pastor, um, just because they serve on some type of committee, auxiliary at their church, church attendance does not equal good character. Say it louder. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say that one more time. (laughs) Church attendance does not equal good character. Somebody can go to church all day long and still have hate in their hearts, be bitter, you know, cut somebody out in a heartbeat, be led by the flesh and not by the spirit. So be aware of those things when you're dating people in church. Um, I know between me and Jayla, we've been approached by a lot of guys (laughs) that see us on social media where they see us out and about and they know, like once they start talking to us, they know how big, like, you know, our relationships with God are and like that we go to church and like, that's, it's a serious thing for us. And so they try to almost put on this facade of something that we want instead of just being themselves. And I'm gonna tell y'all right now, it normally don't work because God as disciples of Christ, we we're discerners. We're discerners of spirits. And so a lot of times we know that that person's intentions. If they say they go to church, okay, cool. What church you go to? They tell you, but it's not even just about the church attendance. You can tell, you know, if they're the first person to be like, okay, you want to, you want to come over? We can, we can Netflix and chill, you know? And I know that's kind of an outdated phrase now, but you can come, we can come over, listen to music, you know, chill out. I don't know what it is about these guys nowadays, but they don't want to take you out on real dates. They just want to invite you over. At that, night, too. At night. <laughs> what happened to lunch dates? Or I don't understand Brunch. <laughs> and I've had personal experience of real nice guys. They're not bad people. Not not bad people at all. But they weren't for me. And I noticed it in a heartbeat. It did not last. Like, me talking to those, to those guys, it didn't last long because their heart was not rooted in Christ. They were churchgoers. And some of them, not even all the time, they were churchgoers, but their fruit then live up to that and then show that. So I have a quick scripture I want to reference for you guys. So Colossians chapter two, verses six through seven, and this is the ESV version. It says, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. Okay, so as Christians, um, we should first desire to be rooted in Christ and not swayed or influenced by someone trying to be unauthentic. If you really 
in the word of God and you really have a relationship with God and you really trying to do right, you're going to spot somebody fake coming a mile away. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've been there. Jayla has been there. Um, you you spot it a mile away. And these people, y'all can't tell me some of these people, they'll look at, they'll look at me or Jayla or anybody else and be like, oh, she a church girl, so let me try to act like I'm churchy so I can try to get with her. It's not going to last. It's not going to last. No people by their fruits and what they show you and what they reveal to you and not by their church attendance. Yes. And a, and another thing, I know it's hard, especially, I mean, I'm a person, you're a person with big heart, but like you really can't keep giving a guy the benefit of the doubt or try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-mm. Well, he at least go to church. You know what I'm saying? That's That's not it's not the bare minimum that you should accept right oh well you know he go to church so you know that's not gonna fly that's not gonna cut it ultimately i mean it it will eventually hurt you because it's not your job to change someone it's not somebody it's not your job to to convince someone you know they have to desire the lord for themselves Mm -hmm. so you know i know we we talked about um dating to evangelize and that's essentially dating someone with the intention to woo them to Christ. So you're not even really considering dating. Well, that may not be the the top priority, but you dating them so they can get turned on to Christ and come to church. Um, that shouldn't be your goal of dating rather, you know, you should evangelize separately. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so that, and then like she said, church attendance does not equal good character just because I've asked to do that. And, you know, yeah, my dad's a preacher, like I've said previously. And, oh yeah, you know, I do believe, definitely believe in going to church and this, and they'd be like, oh yeah, I, I go to church too. <laughs> okay. But how often right. do you even know that you got a new pastor? Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like keep these things in mind. Um, young, young ladies and young fellas too. I mean, I feel it's a side piece. This is just Jay's personal opinion but I feel like oftentimes the catfish Christian I feel like men do it to get a girl to woo girl they act like you know they in church but I think women do it to show that they balanced (laughs) I feel like oftentimes women want to show oh yeah I can turn up and have fun but I'm also a good girl and I go to church I feel like it's a balance like what they say a a lady in the the streets but a freaking bed type of thing like oh I can turn up have fun I'm with it you know, I'm down for whatever. Right. But I'm also, I can go to church and be a good girl and put on my heels and my cutest outfit. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's just my personal opinion. I feel like that's why some people may do that, men and women, but that's just me. And that's another thing, like, and this is going to be my last thing, but like, we're not coming down on anybody that wants to, you want to smoke, you want to drink, you want to go out and party, you want to go, um, you want to fornicate, have sex with people. I'm not coming down on you because I'm not, we're not supposed to judge each other. Um, God only, God can judge us. And it says that in the word, but we're just telling you guys as young, you know, young people living for God, just being transparent, we've messed up and we've seen the other side of it and not living for Christ and not being for real. You'll have some consequences, some negative consequences that you'll have to suffer through. Whereas if you just kind of try to get it right the first time, you'll be better off. So we're telling you guys some experiences to do what's right. You know, seek God on everything. When you're dating somebody, um, you want to get a new job, you're applying to jobs, you're, you want to move cities, you want to move states. Ask God to guide you 
and be real and authentic and be real and authentic with God. Cause he know your heart anyway. He already know your intentions even before they, they enter into your mind. Yeah. So be real with God first and foremost, and he'll, you know, he'll direct you. He'll lead you um, and worship him in spirit and in truth. That truth bar is, is, is essential. It's vital for your walk with Christ. Just be real. Be like, Lord, I'm having, a, I'm having problems with this. Or I'm going to church, but I'm doing this on Saturday, Friday and Saturday nights. Be real with God and he'll help you. He'll, if you need deliverance, he'll help you get delivered. If you need a way out, he'll give you a way out. He'll make a way. I've seen him do it for myself. You do not have to stay in the, the predicament that you're in. You do not have to stay in the situation that you're in. There is a way out. So, like we said, don't be don't be a catfish. <laughs> don't put on a false identity. Be be of um be of Christ. Um he died for us to have a new identity in him. That's 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 what we stand ten toes down on, y'all. That's the gospel. He died for us. We have we have free access to salvation. So that was just my tidbit on that. Okay, and then I, I would just like to add, um, with that, if you're struggling, make sure your environment is a, is a big piece of that. Um, find you a mentor or a friend in which that can pray for you, that can support you spiritually. Yes. Um, I'm not going to lie. Jazz is literally my best friend. And that's because she has been, I would say, the only friend that I've ever had that that can pray for me. If I say, Jazz, girl, I'm going through this. Girl, I pray for you. Matter of fact, let's pray right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know she's praying for me. I know she supports me. Um, you know, we invite each other. You know, we can hang out. It, it can be real. And so just have somebody in your corner with um, spiritual strength, I'll say. Because I know it's hard. If you if you are trying to change a behavior, if all your friends are doing that, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Especially if you know you're weak in that area. It's going to be hard to get out of it because everybody around you, you know, it's, it's an environmental thing. So exactly. get some good people around you. Find Again, if it's not a friend, a mentor, somebody um, maybe in the youth department leader or whatever that's, you know, around your age and you're comfortable with talking with and helping guide you through your, you know, whatever you're going through. Talk to this. Talk to somebody. Have people um, in your circle that can support you uh, spiritually, emotionally um, is, is my tip that I would add. You know, sometimes the change of environment is good. Ain't saying move to Atlanta because you want a new life. Everybody, <laughs> mama not to what I'm saying. Lord, help your people. But get people <laughs> around you that can pray for you, that can support you, that can really show you genuine love and care. Um, that's my two cents. But yes. um, anything else? Nah, that's good. I mean, I think we had a great discussion uh, and I hope a lot of people got something out of that. Um, but let's move into our song of the week. So this week, my song is Man of Your Word featuring Chandler Moore and KJ Scriven. And it's by Maverick City Music. Um, I talked about this a few episodes ago, but I love Maverick City Music and the things that they're doing. I believe they are on tour now. If some of you guys want to check those out in your locations. But Man of Your Word, that's just been a song that's been in my spirit for a while now. And it's like the lyrics just speak to you. It's The lyrics just simply say, if he said it, we believe it, you know. I am who you say I am. You are a man of your word. And so we get, you know, what God thinks about us, what he says about us, we get it from his word, right? And so 
whatever he has promised you, whatever he has told you that he's going to come through, you know, in whatever situation that is for you, he's going to come through and you can bank on it. I'm telling you, I said this at the beginning of the episode, but God is not, he's not a man that he should lie. Right. And if he says something, he's going to follow through. He's going to follow through and you can bank on, you can take that to the bank. He's not like regular people. He's not like us fleshly beings. Sometimes we mess up. Sometimes we lie. Sometimes we cheat. Sometimes we do stuff we ain't got no business doing, but God will never fail us. And he always loves us and he wants the best for us. Okay. Check that out. So my song of the week is by Drake. I'm just playing. I know certified lover boy just dropped, but no. Um, my actual song it's of the week album, is... It's a good album, though. It's a good album. It is. Uh, but, oh, my song of the week is Let's Just Praise the Lord by T.D. Jakes, which I know is actually an old song, y'all, but I actually just got hip to it. Um, I was riding in a car one day, and I heard it on the um, on the radio. And, y'all, I just, I just got, like, super full and, like, started shedding a few tears. It's a beautiful song only because like the song is the chorus is let's just praise the Lord. Like that's just the, you know, glory. Hallelujah is, is the, is the chorus. And so toward the end of the song, he goes into, um, he was like, my brothers in uh, South America, they would say, you know, Feliz like they start, my people in France would say, and they say, let's just praise the Lord in French. And so mm-hmm. I just get fooled by that. Just the, idea of the whole world coming together to praise an almighty all deserving god the creator and sustainer of life Mm. and just thinking about you know people all over the world people in japan people in africa people in alaska and antarctica and wherever just coming together and praising the lord it just got me really full it really got me full and like i said i mean it's just i like the song again i know it's older but i had just got hip to it recently and i just really liked it um and I, I just I just loved it. But um so yeah, uh we don't have any church announcements this week. Um, but we're gonna go into prayer, y'all, just to wrap this thing up. So um just bow your heads and close your eyes. Um so dear Lord, we come to you right now. Just thank you, thank you for another episode, God, that you've allowed us um to present to your people, God. We ask that people open their hearts, minds, and ears, Lord, to be receptive. Uh, to what has been said and maybe they can learn something God and, and and we can also learn something God strengthen us where we're weak but also where we're torn down God we ask that you cover us in your blood Lord Psalms 91 Lord you said no evil shall befall thee neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling so we believe and receive that you would protect us and all our loved ones Lord as we travel and as we go about places to places God cover us in your blood God we ask that you strengthen us where we help our light shine God help us not to be a catfish Christian God but to be true, God, and to to praise and serve you and represent you, be the salt of the earth and the light of the world, Lord. And we just love you. We give you all the praise and glory, for truly you are worthy. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, then, y'all. With that being said, don't forget, be the flavor that this world needs. Bye. If you're liking what you're listening to, let us know. Leave us a comment or a rating on Apple Podcasts. And make sure you're subscribed to our channel and following us on all social media platforms. Details will be listed in the description box. Bye.